the middle pillar ritual. This one is super important. So I wanted to give a quick introduction, a little explanation, especially in regard to the God names and what they mean, and also to discuss briefly some of the benefits that come through routine practice of this exercise. The middle pillar is the first and most basic exercise in the Rosicrucian inner alchemical tradition. It's derived from an application of the tree of life on the physical body. The thing that you need to realize in this context is that the middle pillar is taken from the Kabbalistic tree of life. Now, assuming that you're familiar with the Kabbalistic tree of life, you'll recall that there are three pillars. On the left is the pillar of severity, the pillar of Bina. It's attributed to Saturn. On the right is the pillar of mercy, the pillar of Chokmah. It's attributed to Jupiter. And in the center of these two polarities is the middle pillar, which begins at the crown with Kether, passes through Daoth, the link or the bridge, to Tipareth, to Yasad, and finally down to Malkut, the kingdom at the bottom of the tree of life. This middle pillar corresponds with the human body in a line that extends from the crown of the head, which corresponds with Kether, down the spine to the feet, which corresponds with the Sephira of Malkut. Now, as the light descends from Kether down to Malkut, it will pass through five psychic centers on the way down. These centers correspond to certain god names, which when vibrated or intoned, charge these centers and facilitates the descent of the light down through the energetic system. The center at the crown of the head corresponds to Kether. The center at the neck to Daoth. The center at the heart to Tipareth. The center at the genitals to Yasad. The center at the feet to Malkut. Eheye is the god name of Kether, which translates to I am, which is the name divinity revealed to Moses at the burning bush. In this ritual, Da'ath, which is considered the link or the bridge between the supernal triad and the rest of the tree of life, or between the mind and the body, um, Da'ath is not traditionally counted among the Sephira because, as the book of the Sefer Yetzirah tells us, there are only ten Sephira. Not eleven, not nine, but ten. So, Da'ath may more accurately be described as a non Sephira, but it has been given the god name which is traditionally attributed to Bina, which is Yodhe Vavhe. Elohim. Again, the Sephira of Da'ath, or the non-Sephira of Da'ath, is given the god name yod heh vav Elohim, which translates as the Lord God. yod heh vav Eloah-Ve-Da'ath is the god name of Tipareth at the heart center. It translates to the Lord God of Knowledge. Shaddai El Chai is the god name of Yasad. 
It translates to the Almighty Living God. And Adonai Haaretz is the God name of Malkuth, which translates to the Lord of the Earth. One of the effects obtained by a regular performance of the middle pillar is that it opens the mind to the inner planes. This ritual invokes the highest that one is able to represent in Kether, the crown, and permits it to incarnate in Malkut, the kingdom. The Western mystery tradition holds that one's higher self is not fully incarnated into the human organism and the personality. Therefore, inner alchemical techniques aim to make one's spiritual essence more present in human consciousness. Here, alchemy has a natural place and function as its techniques, together with theurgy, seek to invoke the gods, to invoke the divine, to spiritualize matter and materialize the spirit. The middle pillar has a central place among these techniques precisely because of this effect. It is therefore a good idea to start off with the middle pillar before any meditation to open up channels to the higher self, the higher genius, the part of you which is your kether sphere that is most close to God or the Ein Sof. Another common effect which one might experience relatively soon through daily practice is the arousal of the serpent power. This serpent power has been described in the teachings of Eastern mysticism. It's referred to as the Kundalini. Now, it's important to recognize that in the middle pillar, we are calling the light down from Kether. The path that it's taking is from the top down. The path of the serpent power is the very opposite. It moves from the bottom to the top. Thus, it is the light that arouses the sleeping serpent, as it were, and leads it to the light. For this reason, the ritual of the middle pillar offers a relatively safe method to sublimate the serpent power up along the centers of the middle, middle pillar. In its initial stages, this can be experienced as an intense, flowing energy in the legs and in the pelvis, which is perceived to rise and spread upwards through the rest of the body along the spine. Now, when we actually get into the meditation, you'll be asked to visualize these sephira points, these psychic centers, as stars shining with an aura. In order to visualize them correctly, it's a good idea to sit for a moment in a dark room with a lit candle, to stare and contemplate the light of the candle and see how the aura forms around the flame. That is exactly how you want to be visualizing these psychic centers, these sephira of the middle pillar. It's also imperative that the rite of the Kabbalistic cross must always end the middle pillar ritual. Even if you're not able to perform a full LBRP or a full banishing, the Kabbalistic cross is performed to indicate that you have called down the light of Kether and equilibrated and sealed it in the aura. 
and you'll want to imagine that the aura is oval in shape, pulsating with the light of Tippereth from the heart center. Well, I hope this has been helpful, and I look forward to going over the middle pillar with you. So um, I will talk to you next time. Thank you very much.